Hello, you're listening to You Jack Podcast. This is a Swansea City podcast. I'm Barney Lloyd, and as ever, I'm joined by Luke Lewis. G'day, mate. How are you going? And welcome all to the the, the Traders podcast. <laughs> because that's the only thing worth talking about. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine, mate. Yeah, I'm fine. We um we did a, a pre-record and uh in the lulls, a small talk, we started talking about the traitors. And uh I'll be honest, there was a point where I was like, should we just we could just not record, we could just talk about that. Maybe we could record and talk about the traitors. I'm having a lot more fun. I'm having a lot more fun with that than I am the football. Um no spoilers. If you're if you're listening at this point, I'm not gonna say anything that uh, you're not gonna like. We are recording before the final and um yeah, I mean that's that's causing us a lot more excitement. But yeah, how's uh, how's things your end, man? You all good? <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty upset. Like we're recording uh, the, the morning after um, Bournemouth, and um, yeah, kind of kind of going through the the five stages of grief. <laughs> <laughs> Just not. I mean, when, when I look at it as a as a broader picture, it's you know not the end of the world or anything, but. Um, I think that as it was happening in real time last night, I was just, it was like just daggers to, to the heart, every single goal. <laughs> and the way we're, so, yeah, so, yeah, I'm doing all right. <laughs> How are you? We, um, yeah, we're, we're both quite, you know, we're quite glass half full. We, I think we get, if you're anything like me, we get to a certain point where if things are really bad, things are going really bad, there's like a threshold where I start finding it quite funny. Um it's been a really humiliating week. There's no way around it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I have to be honest with with people because it's uh, it's just how I, I I'm set up. Uh, it, it got to nine o'clock. I put the traitors on live. Uh, I I had updates coming through. <laughs> we were talking a little bit about this. You know, sometimes if like you're losing quite heavily by half time, I'm, I'm, I always think whenever people are like, oh, this could easily be like seven or eight nil, and you think, well. Just because they're scoring now doesn't mean people are going to keep up that pace forever. That was a game last night where I thought that could get to about 7 or 8 nil, And um, mm. I don't know if I've got that in me on a on a Thursday night. Uh, we'll get to get to our pretty uninspiring cup upset in a little bit. Uh, it's been... Um, it's been a bit of a daunting week. We um we started off if you if you think of the week kicking off from from Saturday the last match day we uh we welcomed Russell Martin and uh, he had a very very welcoming reception as did his team uh because we you know we we fell to a a three one defeat um that was a really strange one for me uh Southampton are obviously amazing you know at this at this mm. level they they absolutely tonked us um. On Boxing Day, so that wasn't kind of fun. Uh, I think yeah, a lot of the yeah, a lot of the pre-match stuff was going to be around us, uh, you know. And we recorded that way as well. That was going to be the Martin versus Williams show. Credit to to Russell Martin. He did say if it was Master versus Apprentice, you know, he has to be the apprentice because a lot of people forget Luke Williams has been been coaching for twenty years. Uh, we, I think, we were the ones who ended up looking kind of the the schmucks. You know, it was uh, it was three one by mm. half time. Uh, with a bit of a second half resurgence, I think if I'm being honest, I think that was probably because Southampton, you know, let their their foot off the off the accelerator. Uh, I can't even speak off the accelerator a little bit. Uh, pretty one sided. Uh, is that is that fair? Do you think? Well, the the first half was definitely 
one-sided. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think, as I said earlier in the season, uh, Leicester were the, were the best team to, to come and, um, and, and play at the, at the, at the dot com since the Premier League. And, uh, I think that first half that Southampton played was probably, probably topped what Leicester were doing against us, um, earlier in the season. Uh, I don't know if it was a combination of of, of, a, of a couple of things, but you know they definitely didn't uh, didn't give us any room to to breathe or establish ourselves in the game um, whatsoever. <laughs> so you have to give them credit first and foremost. Uh, they were they were outstanding and made us look like uh, you know a bunch of bunch of kids, um, you know, with with not really any idea in that first half for sure. So, um, so yeah, first off, the, the credit to them. Obviously, they were they were fantastic, and I think even Russell Martin said himself it was probably the best half of football he's witnessed as a as a manager. So, which is you know quite quite a statement, and um, it just happened to be against us, of course. So, um, so thank you for that, Russ. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the second half, obviously, as you said, it was a bit better. Um, I don't know how much they took off the, you know, the, I don't know how much they sort of uh, took their foot off the accelerator, as you said, but it was, I think we just come out with a bit more spirit and, um, <laughs> and, and made, made a fight of it and put, put them on the back foot, um, made them play in silly areas where we took a, a advantage of, of mistakes exactly what they were doing to us and uh and should have scored two goals at least in that in that second half I think it was um yeah a few great saves by Gavin Bazuno and um some poor finishing obviously was was the the tail of the tail of the tape in the second half but yeah kind of left um that game and was talking to you after it it was like felt like a bit of closure um at the end of of it um and at the end of the uh, walking home it sort of felt a little bit um a little bit more optimistic than what I was in the first half because uh that first half I was in the absolute down in the dumps there because we were just getting our pants pulled down um completely and it's not what we deserve as fans to see that happen on especially in your in your home in your home ground so it was quite embarrassing um seeing that happen and being there and witnessing it was was quite hard so I'm glad that we did put up some sort of fight in the second half and gave us something to to be hopeful of um you know under uh under you know the the way things are at the moment with with the the change of system and everything I think um, if, if you if you support a, a championship team, like we said before, there's about fourteen of them where promotion is is it's, it can anything from a pipe dream to to the the target. So I mean, like for for a club like Swansea, we're not going to get promoted this season. I, I, I think that's pretty. I, I'll go out on a limb and say that. But I think there's that always that feeling with the championship. Where it's like who knows? You might just you know only something like eight or nine points off the playoffs. If you get a run going, pick up some form by about March. Who, who knows? That's that is what keeps the league interesting and keeps teams and fans 
motivated until May. I think this week's been really sobering for that. We've we've I think we always knew the gap between like the championship and the Premier League is is pretty big and it's getting bigger. I think we even knew to an extent how big the gap is between us and a team like Leicester or Southampton. But this is the week we've really known it in our in our gut. Um mm-hmm. because there were times in that first half where it was it was it was quite embarrassing and that's not sometimes it's just a case where just a squad isn't isn't good enough to to compete and that's not their fault. That's just all sorts of other reasons behind it. But if we go through that that first half just how easily they they carved us apart. I think there was a bit of confusion between in terms of the new system between Darling and Harrison Ashby. So you had that situation where on the left hand side they were just cutting us open. Yeah. And every time they got the ball over halfway, you you were just looking at that expanse of of a space and thought, oh my god, no, 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 no. Um, second goal was offside for them, um, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, there was a few, you know, in general, it's been a few dodgy decisions lately. But I'm not going to remotely suggest that that like that changed the outcome. There was a bit of a question mark over our goal, um, and it, it's funny because on Boxing Day, the scariest thing was you never felt like Southampton got out of third gear. I think to be fair, a compliment to us was that this was a full fat Southampton team. This was them playing for that record playing with that idea of, look, they've got a new manager, they're welcoming back the old one. This has got all the hallmarks of a, of a potential banana skin. We have to be at our best. Yeah, And they were. And we showed them too much respect first half. I think it's fair to say we we went about the game a little more positively in the second half. I'm sure Southampton did sit back because, you know, they're not idiots, the two managers. They know from their teams how many goals are involved in, in games that they play, whether it's Luke Williams, Swansea or... Um, or Russell Martin Southampton. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, we were let down by you know some 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 good well some good saves but some some really poor fin- finishing and that segues me nicely mate. Um I'm finding it increasingly difficult to to stick up for Jerry Yates. Um tell me why I'm I'm wrong there. Or um, I, I don't really think you're wrong. Um um yeah, it's it's hard to see the 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 benefits um that we that we get um from having him especially playing up up top on his own yeah um i i, I mean I, I will say that it's i think he does deserve a, another chance in the under the new manager in a new system uh in a much more attacking system which uh is is it, it is the case it, unless you know, um, yeah. You know, the last two games, obviously, bit being a little bit um, of anomalies because we're up against much better teams. So if you try to be attacking, then you get absolutely um, smashed, which we did. So, um, so those two, I'm not really going to judge his performances on the last two games. I don't think, um, not not that he started against Southampton, um, but especially against Bournemouth. Um, I mean, you can't really do too much with. The, the amount of ball we had and the service that he had, it's you know, it was quite quite understandable that he's not going to get much of a kick. Um, but but yeah, when I guess when he does get in those situations where he should score, like he did he did against Southampton, um, that I mean you got to you got to take take the goal, don't you? You got to got to put it in the back of the net, and uh, yeah, constantly just 
does not looking like a a a real um aggressive uh you know fox in the box kind of striker is is quite quite annoying because that's why he's been brought in for to be uh, someone it. who's ruthless in in the in the in the um in the penalty area but he's just hasn't been at all this season there's no area on on the pitch where he seems particularly ruthless or threatening he doesn't have any kind of impact anywhere, I think, is the most frustrating thing. I, I appreciate strikers of any level are going to have droughts where, where they're not scoring as much as they'd like. And that's going to play on confidence. That's going to be really frustrating. There's sort of nowhere on the field where he, he particularly shines at the moment. And that comes down, maybe maybe lack of service, maybe different changes to the system. But we've we've been through all the sort of broadly the different types of ways of play in this season. And there doesn't seem to be any way to get the best out of him. And you have to get to a point where you think, well, maybe that's that's largely on you. I mean, the other day, it's like Yannick Balassi, we haven't seen a, a huge amount of him since he, he turned up at the club. But actually, against Southampton, when he came on, he was really good to roll the clock back. You know, he was bombing on. He was, of course, he was taking way too many extra touches, right? But he was he was... You know, actually, like beating men, getting getting balls in. Like I say, really rolling the clock back, and it's like, yeah. We've got a striker on the end of it. He's not the the last man. And Jamal Lowe's getting on the end of them as he did a, a Birmingham. So it's not a service issue. And the goalie, uh, the chance he missed at the end, it's like throw, put your body in front of it, hurt yourself, like just, just do something. It's yeah, it's yeah. it's so annoying. And and like I. I love when when fans compare themselves to players, right? This is very tongue in cheek, but it's like I, I, I'm rubbish at football. I'm, I'm I'm dreadful, like at a at a amateur level. But like, obviously, I'm not comparing myself to like professionals here. But it's like I I played seven aside a few years ago, right? And they put put me up top, and I'm useless, right? But for some reason, I think the team were quite good, and I got quite a lot of goals. And I I loved scoring, and you just. You think like that's me who's like quite shit and was hungover for most of the games. And this is like Jerry Yates's job. You like you you want to just score anything. You'd want to just bang your shins and get a goal, make it three two, give your team a chance. Critics are off your back. You're feeling a bit better about life. I don't get. I don't really get what more he needs to do to kind of incentivize himself. There was another chance again. Balassi doing really really well. And you think, like, just get across the near post. And if you look, he does the exact opposite. He go, he like shrinks away, and goes to the far post. Makes himself basically the hardest player to reach for a cross. That's yeah, I have noticed that. Yeah, I have noticed he does that a fair bit. Um, even last night, a couple of times uh, when we were in the box, he 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 would pull back into a you know in you know behind the defender rather than cut across. Um, so yeah, I. I'd, I, I agree with you. I I I would question how many goals you scored in seven aside, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that humble we, brags come into it. <laughs> we, we played we played every Wednesday, right? So 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 just just to make it absolutely clear, um, the level I'm at here. So just so we people know, this isn't uh, this isn't me crowbarring in like oh, I've, I've, I'm better than Jerry Yates, right? We we turned up at a game once. And uh, there was a goalkeeper who was stood up against the, the one of the goalposts with his his right foot up on the post, like 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 a position like people would do if they were having a fag break. But he wasn't smoking. He was wearing chinos and like quite a nice jumper. 
<laughs> so I kind of was like, oh, you're right, mate. Like, like, you know, basically being like, what's going on here then? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I was like, uh, what's the score with your game? And he was like, oh, I, I don't even know, mate. We've scored one. They've scored many. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what we're up against, right? So I, I'm largely kicking it into open nets, right? But that felt really good. I was like, look at me. I've got a, I got a goal today. I scored a couple of goals today. Like, just for that little bit of dopamine in my in my largely miserable student life, I was like, and I'm not getting paid for this. Mm. So if I'm Jerry Yates and it's three one at home Southampton, and I've got a chance to get in the near post, do that. That's the that's the point I'm making here. Is like get yeah, yourself yeah. a goal. We might not win the game, but you can either you can either say, well, I'm doing my bit, and he's not doing that. He's hiding. Mm. That's exactly yeah, what he's I, doing. I think we're, we're just in general in a little bit of. Um, a little bit of limbo at the moment where it's like, okay, we're all pretty much on board with, with the new direction. Um, and, uh, and we understand it's going to take time. And I, I, it, I think it's really unfortunate that it's happened right now um, where we're, we're, we're trying to play a new system with, uh, with um, you know, the players we have in, against some of the best teams we're going to face this season, you know, all in a very short period. So it's, um, it's, that's unfortunate. I understand that. Um, but uh, yeah, at the same time, I, I do expect professional footballers to, to not concede five goals in 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah, and, and not get absolutely carved open by, by Southampton, you know, you know, it's, no matter how good they are, it, it's one of the things I was comparing last night was um, uh, well, number one was Bristol City at West Ham. You know that how well they played um, mm. and in the in the in the, in the cup and uh, when you see uh, when you see you know, lower league teams um, you know, go to uh, go to uh, Premier League teams and maybe they lose one or two nil or whatever and it's close it's a bit closer to what we made it seem so i understand that there's different ways of approaching games like this and even luke williams said himself um that we're we he's got it wrong that we're, we're starting too expensive we're starting too much on how i want us to play at the end at you know at the at, you know at a, at a, a perfect Swansea City rather than, um, you know, maybe just starting off fairly cautiously and building it uh, and not and trying to stay in games and not trying to, you know, completely just go from zero to 100 straight away, which I think that's what we've been caught trying to do because we're so, so open at the back. It, it's And we're, we're kind of playing like how we were under Russell Martin when we were com- really confident of just having 80% possession of the ball for the first, you know, for the first 10, 15 minutes. And then, um, you know, we can have our centre back at bloody striker and then, and our left back at, you know, on the, on the byline and, (laughs) you know, we can do that. But when we've got to have the ball for, you know, most of it, but when we're really quite hesitant and that's the one thing that we were in against Southampton was where, especially, um, Paul Bashir Humphreys, he's had a pretty, I think he's been one of the, he hasn't really adapted quite well at the moment with receiving the ball under pressure, playing it quickly. 
so when you're, we're doing things like that, making mistakes, and then our our bloody right back is is all the way up the pitch, and a centre back's bombed on trying to you know be really wide and expansive, but then we we give away a stupid pass. <laughs> it's one on one, you know. Obviously, you've got to concede loads of goals. Whereas, yeah, whereas again, um, you know, more conventional teams, lower league teams, will go and sit in a bank of five or six, seven, eight, nine, ten behind the ball and not try not to concede. We're, we're obviously doing something different. So I, I'm trying to I'm trying to do some mental gymnastics to 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 make myself feel better. Um, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's 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 quite um it's quite hard to watch, and uh, it will be hard for the for the first for the next couple of weeks i think um until we're much more confident and we're playing teams that are shit rather than awesome yeah we'll 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 come on to um to bournemouth in a little bit because we'll we'll just finish up with southampton because i think Mm. that's that's an interesting one for me because it's like bournemouth isn't the, the free hit people think it is i think it's like emblematic of like a bigger a problem and then when you think of the league I know what you mean because I did that as well. I looked at the the calendar, thinking, right, when do we start playing the shit teams? And then you realise there's not really any any shit teams. It's either really good teams or potential banana skins where you you come away quite annoyed. Um, but Southampton is it is a funny one because like if you actually look at the the stats, they don't always tell you the story of the game. But I think this this nicely sits in. So I mean, like we had, had 15 shots, five on target. They had. 21 10 on target so you know it's like they're they're more clinical in terms of that and um i think the the biggest frustration for me was was just how out of sight it got and that was that was really sim- i mean to a, a bigger extent against bournemouth but i think of when i think of southampton i think of how leicester set up where it was you know you're going to have less of the ball and we did because we only had 33% possession which is fine but when they got the ball, it was like rapid counterattacks, really just oh yeah, just yeah. straight in bombing on. I don't know if the plan was to do that. I mean, so so Luke Williams said, you know, first half we were too deep, far too deep. He said, which is which is funny because we were we were simultaneously. I agree, we were too deep, but somehow they always seemed to have about three or four men over. Uh, but he said, <laughs> you know, Southampton could push the ball around, take their time, and wait for space, and they did it brilliantly. Second half. The difference is we play higher up pitch and we won the ball higher up. We were able to, to create chances. Actually, spot on. I think the the gentlest criticism, which is nobody's fault, is we were playing against a team that have got that blueprint and they've been working on it for six months. You know, this is um, tearing everything up again, which we expected. And we, we Luke Williams will get a lot of uh, time and, and patience, I think, and and he's really helped himself. And we'll come on to this by his comments after the. The Bournemouth match. I think we can. Football doesn't have a lot of time for this, but I think we can afford to give him a grace period to to actually just get things wrong and just work out the team because I. This is a team that have had three different managers this season now, and they've all brought a different style. I think it's kind of fine that we're adapting. It's annoying when when defeats are quite humiliating. You can see why his Notts County team seem to have about twelve goals every game, but I think. That grace period we talked about before is justified, isn't it? Yeah, he's definitely allowed. He has to be. It's there's no choice, and uh, we all signed up for it. Um, 
you know, this is what we wanted. We, we wanted to go back to, to what we were doing. And um, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's a case of, uh, number one, under, under, yeah, for, for two years under, under Russell Martin, we, we had, we had a, a core of a, of a, of a squad, um, that, that over, you know, uh, the course of, of those, those years were, um, were, were, were molded into that type of play that we, and that type of playing, um, completely, then they just got completely, um, you know, sh- taken out of that that way of playing and to change it all of a sudden very quickly. Um for for the players like Matt Grimes, etc., it will come more natural to to him. Um but even even him his himself you can see he's not as clear uh, on the ball. He's not as um uh yeah he, he's not as as quick with his um with with his next pass as soon as he receives the ball. Um, a lot of the time, and that uh, that could be because the players around him aren't reading him as as bet as as good as they can. Um, it also is like over the last few few seasons, we had a, a good core of the players that would play that way. Uh, actually, uh, quite a few of them have gone um, uh, that were playing really well for us. Um, so it's not really a a core of our best players that that now Luke Williams is working with it's you know you know Matt Grimes maybe Nathan Wood to a certain extent um but Jamie Patterson possibly but he didn't play quite well (laughs) under Russell Martin so there's not a massive core of players that we're like yeah this is the you know the team that we're we're killing it for the second half of last season so it's it is a big job for Luke Williams to get this team playing the way that we want it, want them to, to operate, and it's even harder to do it in the middle of a season. Uh, so the job is huge, and we, he is allowed time to to, to get it wrong. Yes, uh, I think you're, exa- you're exactly right, um, and we don't really have a choice because we're, you know, we're not going to be. Uh, I. I the only thing I can see happening that would potentially mean that we have to change again is if we are absolutely getting bombarded every every week and we're you know we're we're going to get relegated imminently and then we have to do a um you know a very last minute sort of um, save our season save our you know <laughs> type of change but I don't think that's going to happen I think there's teams a lot worse than us and we will yeah we showed at Birmingham we're we're very when we play against teams that are our level or lower, slightly above, we will probably beat them um, you know, 50% of the time, draw and lose. When we play like this, I think that's, that's, a, that's a pretty safe thing to say. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough period to, to go through when we're learning, relearning a whole new style. Um, the next point is obviously it's quite obvious that the players we brought in in the summer um, – were uh, are not players that will that Luke Williams would have brought in. I don't think the majority of them anyway. So yeah, so so it's a it's a he's getting kind of uh, hit from a few different angles here on the reasons why it's not you know going to click straight away. Um, so it, it is going to take time, and us as fans have to be we have to be patient, have to be supportive, 
and we're going to have to just roll with the punches when we do get um, come up against a team that's better and um, and it's going to carve us open like a, a hot knife through through butter. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't sound very optimistic and positive about it, but it's. It is. It, it is. It's like you know, starting a, a really hard job, and you know that the end reward is going to be. You think it's going to be great, and you believe it, but start. It's going to be so hard to get it off the ground. So, um, so yeah, you're never really too happy about the hard work you're going to have to go through to to watch <laughs> it. But yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. It's it's. It's okay. I'm all right. I'm. I'm. It's like therapy. This. It's just talking your way into a, a into a better better mood about it. It is like therapy. I. I mean, I'm still laughing at at hot knife through butter. Like I don't know. <laughs> that wasn't funny. If I, if you wrote that down, it wouldn't be funny. Just the way you said it made me made me chuckle. Um. It's yeah. yeah it's cheers. Good to do this for for therapy. We'll we'll um we'll we'll finish up in a little bit on uh on maybe where the the squad needs improving and. Uh, Mm. How likely that is to happen because we're recording on uh, January the twenty sixth, and there doesn't seem to be a lot of movement. Um, just to just to finish up uh, our Southampton um, post mortem, we're still on Southampton, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're like yeah I, this has got to be like 40 I, minutes <laughs> i really i really don't want to dwell on bournemouth because it was uh <laughs> just putting it, it off was, it was very you know it was very very humiliating um swansea fans in general have a bit of a complicated relationship with russell martin i know i do i think you do as well um it was really hard to, to not make him a, a focus of attention on the game the other day, but blessedly we had Luke Williams in. So I think that sort of um, mm-hmm. covered us a little bit, but it's it's the elephant in the room. There's, there's no point um, avoiding it. There's something happened at least our end, I think after the game the other day where it felt like we could almost wipe our hands of him. Now I, I'm pretty confident that Southampton team are going to go on and get promoted um, either automatically or through the playoffs, which would be fantastic because one, they're, very, very good. And two, it would just be quite nice as we're sort of going through whatever it is we're going through with the club to not have that as another stick to, to kind of goad us with. So all the best yeah. to, to him. And this uh, interview after the game from him, I don't know from his end that f- the feeling was that'll be it now. Uh, I hope we're right. But just for anyone who missed it, I'm just going to play this from Matt. We just... The whole thing's quite long, but I'm just going to fast forward through a little bit. Cue elevator music. Can't hear that, can you? No. Come on. You playing in your in your earphones, mate? Nah. Oh, maybe. that's down to treating people with care and respect and, and just doing everything you've got and then whatever happens with results hopefully when you leave people feel positive about their their time working with you if you can do it whilst achieving some level of success and winning as well then even even better and that's obviously the aim for us now I know obviously Swans is not even concerned anymore but I'm sure you'll see it 100% do you, do you think they lost their way perhaps or we might have done um, 
I'm not going to get dragged into saying anything that I shouldn't. Um, probably said too much to you already. But I think, like, when you, when you are, this club is unique and it's the same for players and the same for, for me as a manager and our coaching staff. I'm pretty certain there are some clubs where I could not walk into uh, in this country and try and play the way we want to play and have patience and understanding to try and do that if there is mistakes early on in the process because cultural context is so important. That's the area, the people in there, what they've been used to, how they've had success over a period of time. And this club is really unique on that, all of those fronts. So if you don't do things in a certain way here, um, then you really have to win. And if you're not winning and people aren't identifying with their team, then it's a big problem, I think. And now they have a guy who's going to bring them uh, a way that is synonymous with what I think pretty much everyone in the stadium saw as being the, the, the biggest USP in their success, which was the style and an identity. And um, they have a great coach to do that now. I'm excited for him and for the guys here. Um, and we will always keep an eye out on their results. And we are now trying to implement our ideas and philosophy and style of play on a club that's been used to something very, very different. And the way we've been embraced in that has been um, been amazing because they've had times like that before under Ronald Koeman, uh, Pochettino, they've had some amazing managers. Um, and then they embarked on a different route with, with Ralph and, and uh, he'd done brilliant work. So now we're going to come back to doing things in our way and hopefully everyone's feeling strong and, and confident and, and believing and enjoying watching their, their team play. And then, as I said, after that, it, it runs through the whole club now, as it does here at Swansea from the academy all the way up. And it's the same at Southampton now as Jason Wilcox has been brought in to do that. From... Yeah, I don't really care about uh, Southampton their aspect of it. But, um... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was that, was that the local press? That's like the, I'm, I'm not even editing it. That That's like uh, those those old clips of Saddam Hussein when he used to record speeches, and nobody would want to stop clapping at the end. What what was that? Was that your end? Yeah, it was just some sound effects, mate. Just some, yeah. <laughs> I don't think this week will be our video debut. Uh, it did. It did kind of sound like it. It did kind of sound like a like a carpet bomb going off. But... <laughs> oh, that's particularly tin pot. That is hilarious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that through me. Um, yeah. Well done, Russell. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you for yeah, your clap. Um, thank you for your care. Thank you for uh, thank you for your service. Uh, <laughs> thank you. For your care. I completely. I completely lost my train of thought, but yeah, um, yeah, I I forgot where I was going with this, but it's nice that he cares. Goodbye, Russell. Hope you get promoted. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I think we, I think should... what we said. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of um, feeling of closure, like I said earlier, is, um, and in that hope that we we don't have to see him, you know, see him ever again, um, you know. So. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I, I hope they get promoted um, because purely because I do not want to to face um, his his teams really uh, on a regular basis. Um, he obviously has a lot of care um, for, for 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 our club and, and our city, which is um, 
which is, which is amazing and it's it's why we 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 identified with him so well um because it was just it was just he was just honest and raw i think when he, uh, from his time here and that's i think what luke williams will be as well and he seems like a similar type of um personality and um similar type of views and thing on 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 things football life etc so that's what we want that's what we loved about it and a lot of the time the football was was sort of was just a, a byproduct of of the the whole identity and you know the the fun of supporting the the, the club so I hope we get that back. I, I believe we will. It's going to be a long road to get there, but um, but yeah, I, I think I think Russell, the way he speaks about about us, and especially the way he's dealt with playing, you know, coming up against us, and um, has been has been good. And and I think especially I needed a little bit of a um, little bit of closure, just like a uh, just like the end of a relationship yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. You, so it was um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's you, it. And then we can. I move wish on, you, so. I, I wish you well, sort of thing. But, but, but off you go. Um, what, um, <clears throat> what other sound effects do you have? Because I was, because I'm sat right by my window, and and it's been really stormy with us this week. And every time the wind hits like the the panels on my my window, it always does mm. this sort of like noise. And I was really hoping that would come in nicely when I talked about the Bournemouth game. So just to kind of say, look, we lost. I was five nil last night to Bournemouth. Do you have uh, Do you have anything like that just to fucking cheer me up before we talk about it? Hey, very good. <laughs> let's not Let's not go through loads of them, but let's have Let's have one more. We lost five nil to Bournemouth last night in the cup. I meant a different sound effect, but that's fine. Let's talk about the game. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's what the people want? Just us talking about us getting fucking pummeled, and then boom. Uh, I think that was um, that got to a point, like I say, where it was it was so bad, it was it was quite funny. Um, it, mm-hmm. Nobody could have accused us uh, like the Southampton game of being too deep because it felt like every time Bournemouth had the ball, <laughs> they they went and scored. Um, yes. I think, uh, I'm not going to dig people out too much for this, but I think the thing I noticed against Southampton and the thing I noticed against um, Bournemouth is when we come up against better teams, we just look small. And I don't mean that in terms of uh, like physical height. I just mean in terms of our presence. That It was just... I don't know. It was like it, it felt like year sevens versus year elevens in terms of the way ball. Yeah, were that's able to, to take the ball yeah. off as confidently, kind of glide through us, move the ball around nicely, uh, and just just fucking have our pants down. To be honest, um, it was a very unpleasant watch. Uh, I can't remember a time when we went five nil down at half time. Um, I'm sure we could have and should have looked into this, but I remember going, I mean, there's been a few games where we've gone three or four nil down. Half time. That's always pretty unpleasant. Um, that f- game fell out of sight in in a really uh, poignant way. Um, credit to the team. They um, I don't know, they, like I'm clutching at straws. They kept it a five nil. Maybe Bournemouth sat back, but um, pretty unceremonious. Um, there's not a huge amount to to say about the game. There's two things I will uh, bring up. Uh, Luke Williams's uh, post-match interview, which I did allude to earlier, I liked a lot. I think, uh, like, I apologise to the players because I think that I 
I tried to set the team up to give um, a problem to the opposition because you know, it's a, a cup game. We have to we have to try to find a way to win the game, and we try to cause a problem. But I put the balance wrong. Too many players in advanced positions, and then in the turnover, there's not enough bodies to stem the flow of the attack and the opposition. Very, very, very good. And uh, so that that was horrible. And then the second half, we have like more bodies back, but then it's very, very difficult to, for us to get near their goal. So we tried to like limit the damage because it was, the scoreline was too heavy. Um, I'm not like I'm not. Yeah, I'm not that's real <laughs> it. Was horrible. <laughs> it, was, it really was. I like it. I like how honest he is about it. Um, like about think when he he does say things like that. Like it's it. Yeah, that was that was fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> really horrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like how he does that. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> I, I'm not thrilled that, that obviously we, 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 you know, by his own admission, he's made a bit of a technical or tactical blunder. I'm not thrilled that we were down five nil at half time. But to be fair, um, I like there were definitely a few quite... technical errors as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, um, you know, it's quite anti zeitgeist from a manager to be that vulnerable. I, maybe it's because he's in his first month and. and if I'm being really cynical, I don't know if if we'd lost if he'd been here two years and we'd lost like eight games on the bounce. If if he'd be that candid about it, um, but I think there is a lot to be said sometimes for a manager who doesn't want to just immediately dig his team out because I think they were guilty of not a lot else other than just being incredibly substandard and, and below par against Bournemouth. So it's like that's quite a damning verdict. So I think actually he's done quite well to. Um, to shoulder a lot of the blame and uh, you know and just protect his boys really without uh, you know without being too naive about it. Um, and the other thing that seemed to catch a lot of a lot of attention, fairly or unfairly, uh, was the inevitable shot on on Esfusi of um, a Paul Watson in the crowd with his old pal Nathan Jones. Um, what were your thoughts on that? Do you think that was? How fair do you think the the meltdown was? Well, just generally, what was the verdict? Um, I, I I don't really know, honestly. It's I I don't I I'm not real. I don't really have much spite towards as much spite towards him as a lot of fans do, and rightly or wrongly, that's just the way I feel. Um, I you know I I don't believe he's um you know he's he's an agent um you know coming in to to destroy our club from within i don't believe that's the case um so uh is someone allowed to have a friend from a different you know that that supports a different you know your rival yeah uh, that's that's fine um it's not an it's not a yeah i don't think that's an issue necessarily um but the optics aren't good um especially after exactly um, what I was going to ask you, yeah. So that's 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 the only thing I think. Maybe he could be a bit smarter when he is not. I'm assuming he's not a stupid man, and um, and he he must know that there's there's eyes on him at the moment with um, and there's pressure on him especially as well with uh, the 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 obviously the the transfers and the uh, failure of Duff etc. 
so um yeah so maybe he needs to be smarter and say and not put more pressure on himself and not invite his pal Nathan Jones to uh to sit with him in his box at, at Bournemouth I think that's probably it's, it's a, a live, stupid move it, it's, yeah, it's a live <laughs> televised game there's no situation you know the, the like the Vitality Stadiums isn't the fucking Maracanã there's no way that's going to be Missed by the cameras. It's just like try and be a try and be a. It's front row. Right? It's like they <laughs> missed me in the dugout. Yeah, it was it was unmistakably Nathan Jones. I can spot that man. You know, if I was if I was flying over the Luton area, I could spot him on the pavement. You know, it's it, it's you know, he's, he's a he's a small little man uh, who has a very just recognizable uh, appearance. I don't know. It's just like. As you say, just think of the optics. You think, like, come on, Paul, you know that you've got people stalking your Strava, which, you know, for the record, is unhinged behaviour and <laughs> bonkers. But, like, that's that's the kind of people you're dealing with. People are, are, are quite sick of you at this point. I don't know how, how fair it is. I, I like to think I'm fairly measured, and even I'm thinking, you know, the jury's out a little bit because all all we've really got to show in terms of, of things you've put your name to is, uh, well, Michael Duff... And a, and a series of of signings that that haven't worked out. Uh, Nathan Chuanon has gone to here and Vin on on loan. Nobody's seen Mikola Kukarevich except on the bench, and it looked like just for half time, Luke Williams was basically saying, "Do you want a game?" And he might as well have just gone, "No, <laughs> like, do, do I have to?" Uh, and and then I'm looking around this, you know, I'm looking around this team, and like we we love Matt Grimes. We it's great to see Joe Allen playing, but if I'm honest, I'm largely looking at the team, being like, who do I really like here? Who, who, if they were rumored with a move away, who would I really be like? Oh, come on, like what? Let's you know, let's do everything we can to avoid that. On the flip side, I would say I can't. One of the real lasting legacies of Paul Watson's time is is probably turning down ten million from or nine million from Southampton for Nathan Wood, who's been absolutely crap. So it's mm. like. Think of the optics. Don't bring your mate who, who everyone was terrified was going to be our manager. We we looked into it. We're not sure if he's a Cardiff fan, but at the very least, he he hasn't gone out on a limb and really showed how how valuable he'd be to us. So it's just like just have a think. Yeah, yeah, it, it is, and I think that that's that's the. It's I don't think it you know it affects anything else apart from, um, some fans having a bit of a, bit of a meltdown about it. And um, I would much prefer him not to do shit like this because I, it, the the little the, the least I, I hear from Paul Watson and about him, the better. Because all I want is him to do his job and us to be successful on the pitch and have a uh, you know and off the pitch as well, obviously. So if I don't hear about him in the, from the fans or on TV with his Cardiff pals, then um, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Do that's fine. Do that. Um, so, yeah, I don't really think there's too much to read into it. There's there's no conspiracy, but um, and by all accounts, Luke Luke Williams has said it. You know, he's he's been doing great work. You know, with behind the scenes. How much of that do you believe? I don't know. There's always going to be a bit of doubt about his his capabilities um, until we get it right in the transfer market. So, yep, yeah, um, pretty bit of a non, I don't know, 
bit of a non-starter for me. I don't think it's great, but I don't also think I don't think there's any conspiracy behind it. It's not helpful. There was there was even some talk. It's like, is he has Nathan Jones got a freelance gig out of this? Is he you know is he one of our scouts or something? And you just think I I wouldn't put it past us. Um, and and I think the other thing is is like yeah well, we've we've all heard about the data. There's was one mm. thing identifying players. Anyone could do that. I appreciate there's varying levels to how good it would be. But like me and you could identify players if you gave us enough time and you know covered our budget to travel. But it's and until you have owners who are actually going to say, okay, yeah, right, you've you've put forward a compelling case for this player. Let's go out and get them. It's absolutely pointless. It may as well just sit in a file somewhere in in uh, in Fairwood and uh, and be another. Oh, he'd have been good. You know, all we hear about is is the players that, that we're not getting. Like I think as a fan base, we've got a bit of a an extra kind of attachment to former players. So it's always like we all start getting desperate around this time of year and it's going to be somebody that used to play for us and it'll be like, bring him home. And you think maybe just maybe just use that data you keep talking about and actually harangue the owners to actually put some fucking money to, towards this. Um, <laughs> I, I like the, the ideal system should be, it's like you hear from the chairman, which we do, we hear from Andy Coleman and the director of football, the sporting director or whatever should be like a really good crime boss. It's like they do their job quietly and you never hear for, about them until something seismic has happened. It's the opposite for Paul Watson. Um, he seems quite keen to just put himself in, in situations where he's not going to look very good. Um, yeah, and yeah. His, unfortunately, his track record doesn't speak for himself. Uh, look at this quote from when he was brought in. Uh, let me just—I mean, it's quite a long thing. There's obviously a lot of discussions about, like, just a, you know, before his time, what, what actually the club getting aligned, which unfortunately doesn't, because I think we were gearing up for for a couple of years of duff, and that <laughs> didn't happen. Um, but yeah, this is what you said here. So he said, look, you know, um, ultimately, this is talking about uh, last last January. Ultimately, I wasn't here at the time and I can't really comment further on that, but I certainly don't expect us to be in that place moving forward. January is a tough window to recruit in, but if we end up not signing anyone in the next January window, that will be because we've agreed as a club and we'll communicate that clearly. So that, that to me is like, if, if we, at the time of recording, if we go another week and it go past January and we don't sign a single person, maybe Yannick Balassi, we, we, we extend. That's another situation and, and humans in all capacities have it, where it's like the mistaken belief that you have a lot more control over a situation than you do. What he's done there has been like, well, look, if we don't sign any players, it's because we don't want to. And it's like, are you seriously going to do that next week if we don't sign any players? Are you going to run out that line? Oh, we had a look, but the market wasn't there. It'll be a year since the Trust interviewed Kaplan and Levine. Um, and I don't know how many lessons they're learning because that's all we ever hear about is the lesson learned but um, like I say I looked at the squad against Southampton and and Bournemouth and I thought I don't know where the quality is there unfortunately Yeah I'm feeling fairly similar to to you I think we're we're short in a lot of a lot of areas all all over the pitch and um, uh, yeah, the, the sooner we can get players that Luke Williams wants in, the better, because it that will mean that we we get them in with six months to to bet into a system, so he can go into next season much more confident. So, uh, 
even if we're even if we're we're looking at players that are you know that is a step up for them you know to so they can possibly be in the starting eleven for next season. That I'd be happy with that because I, I'd rather have players at Luke Williams what's in the door that he's happy with that he can work with than players that are, they're not his type of players that he don't, that don't want to work with in this system. And so, yeah, I, 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 I actually believe, I think we will get players in. I, 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 I'm taking what um, a few people have said and it is true. This window has been quite quiet uh, and we are seeing a trend, um, you know, even more so over the last couple of seasons of, uh, most business, uh, most clubs doing all or the, the majority of their business on deadline day um, and within the last few hours of deadline day a lot of the time. So um, I think that will happen with us. Um, I, 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 that's why I'm not, I'm not hitting the panic button yet. I was, I, I think I might have said the same thing last season as well. So I, 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 there is scar tissue there, obviously, um, and things can go wrong. It doesn't leave you much uh, room to, to manoeuvre on deadline day, but um, but yeah, all we're hearing from Luke Williams and the club is where you know we have got um, you know things going and we're in negotiations with players, but uh, we just don't we don't have any links that we can sort of tangibly hold on to, um, which is like I said last week. I think that's a good thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. We just need to trust in in what's happening and. Uh, the trust is not there because of what's happened in uh, last I, I season. Say, in I, Jan- I, I, I don't trust. Yeah, this is this is my problem. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't really trust them, and and that's because they've, they've you know this ownership group have been in charge for about eight years, and and I think they've done about four things right in that time. So, I, so I don't know. Some of the some of the criticism of them has been have been harsh, but it's just so consistent in terms of like the themes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're not we're not getting linked with players, which I actually don't mind. Um, but the ones that do slip out are not particularly appealing. I don't know what the the funding is like. Um, and yeah, just just in, I hope we get players in because I look at that team at the moment and it's like I feel for Matt Grimes because we both love him. It's there's a, he has got a lot of quality that I think we said before one day he'll go and people will then kind of realise his contribution to the team and we. You know, he met, very rarely misses matches, so we don't notice it. But it's like he doesn't really have that outlet anymore. He doesn't really have anyone to be creative. You know, if you put like a bit generous, but if you put like Andrea Perlo in like, the Rotherham <laughs> team, you wouldn't get the best out of him. Whereas, you know, the teams he played in, he could get an assist in the World Cup final and he'd be playing PlayStation all day. And he was basically put in a corner having a glass of, of Barolo and, and listening to Fleetwood Mac, you know, it, it, it was very easy for him. I think um, his whole, his whole thing was he made it look effortless and, and really good Matt Grimes performances. You know, he looked like he never got out of second gear, but he's, he's having to push himself now and he's not really able to, to influence games much as I guess the point I'm yeah. making. And, and that just comes down to recruitment, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, I I agree. I think we need, like I said, it when Luke Williams got announced. I think we need we need a, another overhaul again. We had an overhaul in the off season, um, and we need another one. Um, you know, maybe signing one or two players this this off uh, this uh, January. Sort of like, yes, they're they're our players. They're good. You know, that's a good signing. 
So, and that will just help us not have all the negative, the negativity towards the the, the owners and the board and Paul Watson, etc. So, and it'll help us focus more on actually supporting the the players on the pitch. So, yeah, it, it will be it would be a um, a big a big issue if we don't get anyone in in January. I don't think it will happen. I, I'm pretty sure that we will get one or two on on uh, 31st of January, uh, which come on, coincidentally is the um, the same evening as the the uh, AGM for the trust, which I'll, I will be at as well. So, um, which will be interesting to see what what they've got um, got to say and uh, and following on from the um, the the fan led uh, the fan survey that and the report for the match day experience that came out last um, last week. So yeah, we'll um, we'll definitely bring some updates and news on that uh, in the following weeks as well. Uh, I actually have another couple of positives for from the Bournemouth game. I wrote them last night. Did you want to hear them? Uh, I think I probably should. I'm I'm struggling to work out. What, yeah, <laughs> what you'll come up with. I wrote I mean, them. I'm, I'm so, curious. well, if you've written them, okay. So, uh, so uh, Phil, <laughs> we want to do you out Phil, like four Phil, seconds of effort. <laughs> <laughs> so Philip Lisa made his debut last night. Which was which was uh, a, an objective positive. I think um, I think you didn't see it because you put traders on. Uh, <laughs> you didn't see it. you put traders on, so you didn't see him play. <laughs> um, but it, I've watched him a few times for the twenty ones, um, uh, live and non live as well. I, I watched the um, the twenty ones play in the uh, the the. Nathaniel MG Cup final and um, men against boys against against uh, TNS, which was um, a shame. But um, but he he was one of the standout players. He's and he's he's shown that the last few times I've watched him for the twenty ones. He's better than the twenty ones level. Looks very composed at the back. Um, so I'm really happy he made his debut. I think he's one from the academy that we can we can really put into our squad. Um, he seems like a. Uh, you know, our, our footballer and a Luke Williams type of player. I'm happy with that. Mm. Um, another um, positive was Kiefer Moore didn't score. Uh, he tried his darndest, he almost scored in the second Elbow, half. Elbow score, yeah. <laughs> so no, he that, didn't score, which, gen- is, which is great. That's a genuine positive you've written down. Right, okay. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's a genuine positive. Um, and then the last one, there's only three. Um the ref blew up at eighty nine point eight. The ref blew up at eighty nine point five nine minutes on the top. He played no stoppage time at the end of the game. <laughs> the only possibility he got out a second early. Yeah, it literally played no stoppage time. Eighty nine point five nine. Do do do. And we're like, yay, let's go. Get 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 the clap sound, the clap sound effect on for that. For the love of fuck. Ooh, yeah, I'll get dear. the clips in on that. Yeah, that was um, yeah, that was brilliant, bleak. brilliant. The only, yeah. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Safe journey back from from Dorset. All right, all right, all right. Settle down, settle down. Uh, okay, yeah, thank you yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. that. I, I'll um, I'll also be at the um, the AGM. I'm quite curious 
to um to find out the inception of the the idea about Kevin Johns leading a, a sing song pre pre kick off because we've we want we we're desperate me and you are desperate for the, to include uh, to improve the the atmosphere at home games and we have a few ideas I have to say uh, Kevin Johns on open mic night wasn't one of them for me and it seemed to go down like a mm. lead balloon but uh, God loves a trier yes I think I think we. Uh, I could we could speak for you know twenty thirty minutes on on the, the match day experience which we don't have time for today. So um, hopefully we'll have a bit more information and 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 some maybe do a you know a good half an episode on on uh, on the, the match day experience report from the trust um, and uh, run through the the ideas that that they've put forward and implemented already. Which yeah. One of them uh, was very interesting. Yeah, the the, the Kev Johnson and him scenario at the start <laughs> was funny, um, but it's ideas, and you know you can't you know <laughs> you can't blame you know an idea from 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 failing. I guess if it has the right intentions, but yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Uh, well, next next week when we record, it'll be after the AGM. It'll be after Leicester. Fucking hell. And after oh Christ deadline day, so um, yeah, maybe we should devote mm. more to more time to the existential issues at the club rather than the uh, the potentially horrible deadline day and the potentially really horrible uh, game against Leicester. But um, I think it's good. we'll have fun. We'll keep laughing. We got sound effects now. Um, let's wrap this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Last, last, last thing. Um, just a, a quick yes or no uh, on 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 a, on a question. Would you would you keep Yannick Bellassi for the rest of the season? Yes or no? Yes. Yeah, I, I think I'm in that camp as well. Um, more for vibes than anything else, <laughs> because that was some of the most entertaining thirty seconds of of the Southampton game was when he he. He got the ball and he would, would was doing galoppering step overs over uh, against Ryan Manning, um, and and he just had thirty seconds of it, just like he had like a Red Bull before he you know, off the side of the pitch for, before he got the ball and and just was prime was prime Balassi for a very short burst. And if we can get that every every week, you know, for for that. That thirty seconds to a minute of football, then yeah, sign him and give him twenty twenty grand a week. I made some some loaded nachos, and at that point, I was pretty sure the game was gone. <laughs> but I was really excited. It was really like mouthful of nachos. Like, <laughs> 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 he, he creates a, an unlikely source of fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, we. Uh, you Jack podcast on Twitter, we're on Threads, we're on Instagram. Uh, we'll be. Um, I I quite like the idea of doing a, a deadline day episode, but I think I'm going to be too fucking miserable. So we'll bring you some some post deadline day coverage next week. God fucking help us, but um, stay optimistic, stay positive, and uh, if nothing else, listen to this and and have a chuckle at our expense. But um, much love. <laughs> thank you very much for listening, and thank you Luke for joining me. Well, the bar pub, upper jacks. <laughs> <laughs>